0: Welcome in everybody to the How Not To Be A Youth Pastor podcast where each and every day Derek and I sit here and talk about how we would not recommend doing our jobs to the general public praying and hoping that there's somebody on the other side listening. If that were the case, this uh, we could talk for days on end without stopping. I honestly don't think we will ever have to stop doing this podcast. There's endless content. Mm -hmm. We've learned so much through trial and error, mostly error, (laughs) that I think (laughs) that we could do this for a long time. Mm -hmm. Do you, have you ever thought about, so this is episode 50, which is, which is a big deal. Like this is, this is a cool landmark, uh, here for us. Century. Sure. That's one way to do it. I mean, it's every week. Not anyways. Um, have you ever thought about like how many episodes we'll uh, we'll do of this? No, hmm. I haven't really either. But uh, this is a good as, as good a time as any to announce this is the last episode. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> very uh, very cinematic. Yeah, that'd be that'd be unfortunate. Nah, you guys are stuck with us. Um, I, so I will say this is a peek behind the curtain. This is the second time we started recording this episode. It is because the first time we started, we hit record. We were a About 12 seconds in, and uh, there's a (laughs) very loud notification from ESPN on Derek's phone, because he's an amateur and hasn't figured out after 50 episodes to put it on silent. Okay,
1: how many times have you left your (laughs) your desk phone on, and we've had to Uh,
0: edit that out? Quite a few quite a few, I'm or, not going to lie. Or had
1: your phone on the desk that was, incre- your vibrate is so loud on your phone. Okay, thumb. here's the thing. And Michaela can back me up my on
0: this. My wife says the same thing, but I have pulled out my phone and proven to her that it is on the lowest vibration setting possible. So I don't know what more to do at this point. It is on silent right now, so well, we don't have to worry about that. But get I do phone. I don't know what to do. Maybe it's a Samsung thing. I should convert to Apple. Ha! Oh, I love jokes. Jokes are fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love, okay. I love the Samsung commercials that are out right now. Cause they have the, the little flip phone yep. thing. That's a mm-hmm. full touchscreen. And I love the commercials because in the commercial, it, the person's like, you know, check out this new, like check out this new phone that I, this new Samsung phone I got. And the person across from them immediately without even letting them finish the sentence. I have an, I-, I love my iPhone. I have an iPhone. I love my iPhone. It's like almost a conditioned response. Yep. And, oh, it's so funny because you get that. Oh, like, I am. I am in the minority as a Samsung. Yes, you are. Uh, phone. You're, user. you're a green bubbler. And what does that mean? A green bubbler? Yeah. When I, when I text you, it's green. Ah, yes. That's Everyone right. Everyone else I text is blue. I'm sorry. You're uh, not sorry. No, I'm not really sorry. Although, to be fair, like, I don't know if that's, if that's the most annoying thing that happens to you, like, that's fine. Because when I'm in a group text with iPhones and so, and somebody with an iPhone likes a message, yep. it is the worst thing known to man because I just, I get a full text message. It's not just you. It's like, we all get it. Really? Yeah. I thought it just popped up as like, uh-uh. oh, you can see if, that they liked if, it. If it was all iPhones, it does. But when it, when as long as there's one Samsung, mm-hmm. oh good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're suffering with me then. Uh, no,
1: we're suffering because of you.
0: <laughs> You'll know be like just a novel idea that I can't figure out why people don't do. Create, ha- have multiple phone companies that like get along with each other, yeah, and and are compatible with each other. Mm-hmm. This is why I will shout from the rooftops that GroupMe should be used yeah. by anybody and everybody. I, I love GroupMe. Uh, hashtag not a sponsor, but they probably should be. Do you know what else I love? Another peek behind
1: the curtain. What else do you love, Derek? Um, we needed to go fast for this episode, and we've now spent <laughs> five to- or five minutes talking about something that precedes the quick question of the day, which we, probably will not be quick.
0: We typically record these episodes two at a time. And so if you were with us for episode 49, it was probably the longest episode we've ever done. Yep. It was uh, about f- um, an hour and 18 minutes, I believe. And so we have we we got a fly on this episode and we yeah. are true to form wasting time. <laughs> At least for ourselves. That's true. They uh, our listeners wouldn't want anything else. Nope. I'm gonna pitch you a quick question of the day. Oh, this is new. I like it. I'm rearranging my fruit snacks into a smiley face. <laughs> you are something else.
1: I <laughs> you are unwavering in who you are, which is why I love hanging out with you. Okay, I, Kyle. So
0: Nope. I'm going to interrupt you one more time before we get into this. Uh, We had, uh, I had a student text me yesterday. What are you doing? Because then that is not a smiley face. I had two smiley faces and I just got one left over. I need to eat it. Okay. Uh, I had a student text me the other day and say that she is potentially forced with stop. Like she can no longer listen to our podcast while she is at school doing her homework because she'll just burst out laughing (laughs) and people look at her like she's weird. And I don't see the problem with this, I don't see the problem with it either. Um, but I really hope that that I hope she's listening to this episode in class, and I hope it. people are looking at her like, Heck What yeah. are you doing? Mm-hmm. Anyways, all right, quick question. Okay, Kyle, yeah, piece together your ideal fast food
1: meal. So, okay, for example, let's say you hate the fries at Wendy's, but you mm-hmm. love their chicken. So, like, give me, piece together your ideal fast food meal.
0: Okay. Before we do this, we got to set some parameters. Okay. On our definition of fast food, um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna offer because this is my question, so I can offer a solution. I'm gonna <laughs> offer the solution of fast food is any uh, dietary establishment that I don't know why that was the phrase that just came out wow. of my mouth. Uh, it's any dietary establishment where you order. Mm-hmm. and receive your food typically without sitting down. Yes. Like you sit down after you get okay. your food, right? Is that fair? Yep. Mhm. Okay. So so Chipotle's in there for you. Yep, Chipotle would be considered fast food uh like Subway would yep. and Jimmy John's okay. would be fast food. Uh obviously you've got more greasy options like uh McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, White yeah. Castle mm-hmm. uh you know all those. So, I'm going to say Man, this is difficult. I'm I'm going to go with uh, a burger from Wendy's. Wow. Uh, you know what? No. Nope. Culver's. Butter burger. We're going to start nice. with the butter burger. Yep. All right. We're going to get a three-piece chicken strips from, uh, from Dairy Queen. Is Dairy yeah. Queen fast food? 100%. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Dairy Queen's fast food. Uh, so, we're going to get a three piece uh, chicken strip from Dairy Queen. Uh, Wendy's fries. For sure, Wendy's wow. fries with the frosty okay. to dip them in. Chocolate frosty. Yep. And yeah, I think that's, uh, I don't think I'm missing anything. No. We're not like throwing vegetables into this or like <laughs> well, McDonald's apple slices. What do we or- <laughs> look like? <laughs> youth yeah. bastards. Yeah. Uh, we're youth bastards. We're not throwing vegetables into this. All right. I'm 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 gonna pull out some
1: uh some bangers here that right. uh that you probably wouldn't guess. Okay, so I'm going to Freddy's and grabbing myself a, a burger. Have you ever okay. been to Freddy's?
0: Um, no, my sister-in-law works there. What is wrong with you? But uh, I've never been there. There's so many things
1: wrong with you, but that's one of them. Now you need to go to Freddy's. It's so good. All right. Their burgers are elite. Um, Their fries are also very good, but they're not going to make my list here. So, uh, Freddy's... That should have been a rule. You can't have multiple items from, like, one place. I didn't, Which which you didn't. No. Oh, no, I did,
0: because I had the fries and the Frosty from Wendy's. That's fine. Those those go together. All right, cool. Um, That's basically one item. Who orders those separately, honestly?
1: (laughs) So, burger from Freddy's. Um, I'm going to do a hot dog from Portillo's, which is super, super good. Um, And then... Um, obviously getting a Dr. Pepper from Canes because they have the best ice, the best Dr. Pepper. So good. Um, I'm gonna go with a little unpopular opinion here. Um, gosh dang it, I want the fries from Canes. i have been that would be my first choice, but mm. I can't I have to go by my own rule. So um Burger King's fries are actually really, really good. Okay. Like I love their fries. Um, and then I will do a uh a side of chicken nuggets from from Chick-fil-A. Okay. That'd be my meal.
0: I will say, uh, I got to speak directly to the executives at Chipotle here for a second. Chipotle would be my go-to meal, Mm -hmm. fast food meal. Uh Uh-huh. Except their best meat option was only available for a limited time. Carne asada? No. Did you ever have their brisket? Yes. Oh my goodness. Here's the thing
1: with that, and you're gonna hate me.
0: It I, was so good. I
1: loved it in the quesadilla. I hated it in my bowl. Interesting. It, it's like the 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 color, interesting the color,
0: the the flavor <laughs> combination. Color of the brisket was <laughs> abhorrent. That brisket was really good, though. It was it was good. Chick fil or Chick fil A. Um, Chipotle, you need to bring back. The brisket. It was so good. Okay. Okay. Before we go on, because we have all the time in the world. Yeah, we do.
1: Rank these for me. Okay. One being best, three being worst. Okay. Chipotle. Mm-hmm. Qdoba. Mm-hmm. Punch arrows.
0: Mm. You ready for this? No. Based upon <laughs> your smile, I know I'm going to be incredibly I, sad. Not sad. I. Th- there's no chance that my answer will do anything other than disappoint you to your very core. You ready Perfect. for this? And probably most of if our listeners. If you say Qdoba first, you're fired. Chipotle number one. Okay. That's I've never been to either of the other two. <sighs> <laughs> what did you say? Pancheros and Qdoba yes. were the other two? Yeah, I've never been to either you one. You like queso, right? Uh, I like queso. Ke- uh, yeah, I like queso. Queso is kind of the staple
1: for the other two ones. Okay. Um, So you know what? Next time we get together, we're going to, to spend a whole day together cuz we're going to go to Freddy's. Oh my and, gosh. And then record. Oh, well,
0: we got to we got to do it strategically when my sister-in-law's working. There you go. Perfect. You <laughs> can go visit her at work. Let's do it. Uh yeah, no. I I have not been to Pancheros or Qdoba. I don't not not because I've actively avoided them. I just very good. Is there either of those anywhere near us? Um no. No. All right. You, you start the episode and I will interrupt you when I am done searching. Just on out Google of curiosity, Maps. how
1: far are we in right now? Uh, 10 we minutes. We
0: are new. No, we are 11 and a half. Perfect. Right, right on schedule. Yeah. All right.
1: Well, hey, if you remember uh, a while back, was it episode 34, Kyle? My fact checker? Uh, episode
0: 34. Yes. Episode
1: 34. We did an episode that basically could be summed up in when to kill something, you know, by kill something, we mean a church event, when to stop doing a church event that's actually going well. So if you have an event that's going well, when should you stop doing that event? Uh, which seems kind of weird, but this that we want to talk about today is a little more on the other side of that. You know, when to kill something that's not going well, when to stop doing something within your ministry that is not succeeding or not doing what it's meant to do. And so, um, I thought we are going to be breaking down today of what to do with it, uh, how to respond to it, uh, should you kill something that's not working, all that good stuff. But I think it's important for us to acknowledge that failure in youth ministry is something that honestly is inevitable. Like you are going To fail. You're going to fail personally as a leader. You're going to fail um, in a conversation, in a moment, in in preparation. Like you are going to fail in a small way, a big way. Um, Like you're just going to fail, which sounds like super, super harsh and super, super condescending and rough. Um, But the reality is, um, I actually preached a message on this about a month ago that you actually experience some of the biggest growth in your life through failure. Like so many people are scared to fail uh, because it, it feels like it's a mark against you, but failing actually has a lot of purpose. And so uh, it's important to acknowledge that, hey, guess what? You are going to fail. Uh, your youth ministry is going to fail. It's just it's just part of the gig. It's what you signed up for. If you signed up for you to walk in and to lead the youth ministry without any problems, any issues, like you're in for a rude awakening because th- it's going to hit the fan at some point. Um, and so the, ep- this episode specifically is like, what do you do with that? Like, okay, something is not going well. Uh, something is breaking down and failing. What is your response as a youth pastor? We're going to break that down and kind of chat that through. So before we go though, you set your phone down. I presume you've discovered something.
0: I have discovered some very interesting things. Uh, so the nearest Qdoba is a 21 minute drive. Not from bad. here. Uh, The Keir's Panchero's is a half hour. Okay, not bad. Uh, Additionally, there's only one Qdoba in Rochester where I grew up, and the lone Panchero's there was not built until after I left. Fair enough. So that's my defense for not being anywhere near either restaurant I experienced them in college.
1: That's where I got to. There there was one closer to In Minot,
0: North Dakota? No. (laughs) No.
1: Minot, North Dakota is is a wasteland. If you're from Minot, we love you. Thanks for listening. Well, let's. Okay, fine. <laughs> we love them. <laughs> okay, so Kyle, I got a three-step process for yep. you. Fourth one is foolproof. Um, is, is extra
0: three easy payments of nineteen ninety-nine. Yep. Amen. Okay. <laughs> You're in your youth
1: ministry, and something is awry. Something is not working. Something is failing. Whether it's um, your your connect group times are a complete bust every single time. Whether it's you were running fifty kids and now you're down to five. Uh, you know, maybe it's you are are trying to have a, a, a groundbreaking altar time, and the kids are staring at you like you just spoke English or I'm sorry, Spanish for thirty minutes straight. Been there. Uh, yeah. So like what do you do okay step number 1 you got to evaluate you got to yeah. you, you got to take a step back and go okay um and i think what's important to understand is this comes before you act like you have to analyze what's going on before you make any adjustments yeah
0: none of this ready fire aim business no uh we want to pride ourselves as as much as we joke about uh how youth pastors just play gaga ball and eat pizza uh, we want to pride ourselves on being purposeful in mm-hmm. what we do. And part of that purposefulness has to be in having, you know, we, we got to evaluate things before we actually take steps on things. And I'm going to challenge people to even go one step back further yep. before you evaluate, set yourself up to evaluate. Yeah. You know, track your attendance numbers, not because you're going to use those to get a raise because you just listened to episode 49. <laughs> what Derek? <laughs> it's not a shameless plug or anything. No, 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 no. Uh, but we, I heard somebody, you know, say this is not original to me, but, uh, you know, we, we track attendance, not because we want to count students, but because students count. Hmm. And the, the idea behind it is, and and I tell our adult leaders, like they all have access to the Google sheet that I have that tracks our kids' attendance. Mm -hmm. Not because we want to shame the ones that aren't here, but because if you've got a student that comes, you know, six out of eight weeks and then you don't see them for three or four weeks, this is a really good way to actually like, Hey, they've been missing for three weeks. I want to reach out to them and you know, maybe I can go grab coffee with them or something. Really keep that, keep them uh, engaged, even if they're not present, you know, little things like that. Uh, there, there's plenty of metrics you can use, but, and, and not everything can be measured by a metric, but I would encourage youth pastors to, uh, do that first so that it makes your evaluation process doable. So good.
1: So good. Yeah. Cause I think what happens is, uh, we tend to panic, right? Like, like stuff is not going the way we hoped, or or it was going really well, and now it's not. So we hit the panic button. Go! It must be me. It must be this. Like, uh, especially not to generalize, but I think dudes in general, uh, we like to fix things, right? Like if something's not going well, we just want to fix it yep. right here, right now. And so we, we tend to just grab something just like you said, ready, aim, fire and just go after it. Uh, but I think there's so much value to taking the slow approach and being very strategic about stepping back and going, okay, let's evaluate. And so I'm just going to kind of pitch you some questions. If, if you're in a season or you're in a moment where something's not working, here are some questions I think that have a lot of value to ask yourself um, and then even other people, which we'll get to in a second. But this first one, I think is perhaps the most important question you need to ask yourself right away is, is this truly failing Or is this just not meeting my expectations? What I mean by that, if your expectations are, I want to be running a hundred students on a Wednesday night this year, because last year we had 75. And all of a sudden you come in here and you're at 65 or 70 and you're going, man, like we're not growing. It's like, it's failing. All the stuff we did is not working. It's failing. Well, it's not failing. A 65 student ministry is actually wildly successful. Um, It's just not meeting your expectations. I'm going to go back
0: to what i said before. You got 75 kids, mm-hmm. right? All right, that was awesome. My goal next year is 100. Did you do you have your numbers in front of you? Cuz if you just graduated, 25 kids in your senior class right. and your incoming 6th grade or 7th grade class is 6. Yep. Do you see the math <laughs> problem here? You know? Like yeah. that's again some of this evaluation stuff and yes okay jokes I'm the nerdy youth pastor that loves spreadsheets but honestly some of these like uh, this is not meeting my expectations there's a simple answer and it's not your fault yep. you are not a failure spoiler to the end of the episode my bad um but I do think that you know setting proper expectations is great on the front end Yep. but you know I agree with you evaluate on the back end okay did this just not meet my expectations or is it actually, you know, something that's not working? And right. sometimes you're not the best person to ask that percent. And so maybe, you know, there's some other people around you, some students that you can ask, some leaders. Uh, if you are in ministry and you are married, this is why God gave you a spouse. <laughs> <laughs> Asking, like I ask my wife sometimes like, hey, what are your thoughts on this event that we just did? Mm-hmm. And And sometimes- Those responses can be a little bit more sobering, uh, than your, your end of the world. Like, ah, we, we didn't hit this. I'm just going to quit ministry. (laughs) Here's what's crazy. I
1: have walked away from a Wednesday or even a Sunday morning now. And I went like, man, like I, I sucked there. I I missed the mark. And she goes, what are you talking about? Like that was, that was one of the coolest
0: moments this month that we've had, you know, or something like that. And, and (laughs) does she tell you that it was the coolest moment of the month on the first Sunday of the month? (laughs) Does she do that frequently? That's kind of that's kind that's of, a great trick. That's kind of like, hey, like you're my favorite daughter, and you only have one daughter. Right. You yeah. know, like yeah, yeah. you're you know, my favorite biological father. Yeah, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> so Your word good. means nothing to me. Oh, it's so good.
1: It's so good. But no, I and I think because it because youth pastors tend to be just like drivers and like driven people. uh, It's one of those things we do have high expectations of ourselves and of our ministry. And it's one of those things, a lot of times something is not failing as much. It's just not meeting your expectations. But like aside from that, another question you got to ask yourself is, is there a certain part of this equation that's not succeeding or is it like the whole thing? Because like, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater with this. Like, okay, cool. Your alter time isn't working as much as you wanted, but does that mean you just don't do alter time anymore? Maybe not. You know, maybe like you do it in a different part of the day or maybe you, uh, like rework how you do it. Like just because something is not quote unquote working doesn't mean you just ax it right away or you ax the whole thing. Like try to be objective, uh, you know, like that, that's something super important is that's why other people are helpful because they see things more objectively. It's kind of like, uh, like I'm not a super musical person, but, um, from anyone I've talked to, uh, you know, like if, if you're playing music, you know, exactly when you miss a note or miss a chord or something, uh, odds are 99% of the other people don't because they're more objective. It's the same way here. Uh, you might be thinking like this whole thing is chalked, but in reality, uh, it might just be a certain part of that. And with that, I think a, a, an important sub, you know, question is, how long have you noticed this trend? Right? Like, okay, the alter time. I keep going back to that, but you know, last week it was awesome, but this week, like, it wasn't
0: great. Like, that doesn't mean it's failing by any means. It just means it was an off week. You know. So, yeah. And there, there are things that could, you know, underlying reasons to this too. If, if you, if, if you're like, oh man, we're in the middle of this sermon series and it's going really well, we're seeing, you know, it's about evangelism and we're seeing kids invite their friends. And then we started this new series and our attendance completely dropped off a cliff that Wednesday night. Well, turns out that was spring break. (laughs) <laughs> you know, right. That's and then the week after that, our numbers went back up to where they had been. Yep. Okay, let's not. You know, it, it, that new sermon series is not a failure. Uh, it, you just had a week of down attendance because of spring break, and then it went back up to normal. I, I completely agree. Like there are times where we as and this is a human thing. It's not just a youth pastor thing, but the devil will use any distraction and discouragement yep. that he can to to try and get in your head. If it's a it, if it's a one week statistic it is not a statistic you right. know even if it's only two weeks uh you know i've i've heard some people say like okay one one time is is a dot mm-hmm. you know if you have two data points it's a line it's mm-hmm. not till you get to like three or four that it starts to be an actual trend right uh and so yeah give Give it a little time, maybe a little bit of patience mm-hmm. is the conclusion of your evaluation stage.
1: Right. And I think even with that too, um, I was telling our, our youth pastor, Riley, I'm sure we'll talk about him uh, here a little bit later. But Do you
0: just want to do an entire episode? Maybe. And just here, here talk about Riley, Riley is, behind his back? Yeah.
1: Well, he'll listen to it. So it's more mm. in front of his face. but yeah, Between his ears. Yeah, exactly. Um, something I was telling him is uh, attendance in youth ministry can be about as predictable as the weather. Um, you know, it, it's there are certain trends, there are certain seasons, and there are certain seasons where things are consistent, but there are also seasons where you lost half of your group for random reasons. There is no rhyme or reason. It's not spring break. It's not like there's a big game. They're, they're just, they all had stuff going on on
0: the same night. Dude, I don't know about you and if you're experiencing this, but I think every single student we have has missed in the last four weeks because of sickness. Oh, yeah. Oh my goodness. It's insane. It is going around right now. I, I almost ended my, I almost, instead of preaching, I'm just going to get up and be like, Hey, wash your hands. Yeah.
1: (laughs) In Jesus name. Amen. Go wash. Yeah. Well, which I think begs an important question. Like what is that metric that you're using to measure? your success with because like we, we talk about it all the time. And like, I think if youth pastors were to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't measure numbers, but like we still do like it, it, it's a, it's a human fleshly thing. And there's not, like you just said, like count students. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm kind of talking on both sides of my mouth here, but like there are so many other metrics that yeah dictate a good, healthy youth ministry outside of your attendance. We've talked about this a million times. There are a ton of youth ministries that are high in attendance, but low in health. And then the, the opposite. Yeah, that's good. And so like, you got to find a metric what's successful for you. And I think if I could, if I could just offer one, Kyle, um, like, what have you heard from other people about your youth ministry or about
0: this issue? Trash. They yeah. hate it. Yeah, exactly. I've heard so many bad things from, no.
1: <laughs> well, and, and it's one of those things like you might be sitting here going, this is failing when in reality, like, your students are loving it. Yeah. You know, or, or maybe it's not getting the reaction that you wanted, but it's exactly what they want. And so this can kind of be a tricky and slippery slope. Uh, but I think there's so much value in like asking the question of, Hey, what are your thoughts on this by someone who is maybe outside of your wife, even outside of your youth leaders, like talk to students and say, Hey, what do you think about this? Talk to their friends who come here for the first or second time. Say, Hey, what'd you think about this?
0: Like, yeah, can- I'll, I'll give real quick. I'll give a really sneaky tactic for youth pastors that are not insecure. You ready for this? Find another youth pastor, uh, who not in your area, Mm -hmm. like it's gotta be like almost 45 minutes to an hour from you is where, how this works best. Uh, If you really want to evaluate your youth ministry, if there's a question that you want answered from a truly unbiased source, do a student swap. All right. So here's how this works. I'm going to take like one of my leaders and like four kids and, and you work out with the youth pastor ahead of time so that you all know this is happening but like a a leader and like three or four of my kids are going to drive and go over to this other youth ministry like an hour away. So nobody there knows them. Mm -hmm. They, they walk in like literally we did this once and the leader took all the students there and they got out of the car one at a time. Like, five minutes apart from each Mm -hmm. other so that nobody knew that these four kids were together. Yep. I told them they couldn't talk to each other all night unless like they got introduced to each other and they had to act like they didn't know each other and they could have fun with it. Like you, you know, come up with a fake name and backstory, whatever you want. Right. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Uh, but they, and, and then like that youth pastor can do the same thing, send kids over here. And then they like, they're just observing. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the night, you, know, you and the other youth pastor can eventually kind of swap information. Like, yeah, they noticed this, uh, this was really, really cool. Yep. Uh, you know, they like, they walked in the door and they weren't greeted by anybody and they didn't know where to go. Oh, yep. that's really good to know. Like we can do something to rectify that. Yep. Or they walked in, you know, they were introduced to 12 people right away. It was such a, you know, a family feel to it. Yep. Uh, that can be a really, really good way to to get feedback, uh, without, uh, sacrificing the bias yeah, of right. it.
1: Well, and I, what I like about that is you're not out anything, you know? Yeah. Like, 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 like those students, like you've now got information without, you know, you, you, you flip it around. If that is truly a brand new student and they weren't greeted, they didn't feel welcome, odds are they're not coming back, you know? Yeah. And so like obviously. Yeah, that's it, it, true. It, it, you
0: you learn the lesson without burning a relationship right? Yeah, thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so, you know, it, again, it is a tricky, you know, a slippery slope because if, if you are always, always looking for feedback and always looking for criticisms, like, you are going to be insecure and you're going to feel like a failure all the time. But, like, it's important just to get other perspectives and please take the good with the bad. Like, the, don't... Some people are so driven that they just always take criticism and never, ever celebrate what's going well. Like... That's not a good recipe for you know success either. But okay, so here's the thing: odds are you're already doing this. Like I am always, I I, I very rarely am like, okay, let me just take a step back and evaluate. Like I am always evaluating on the fly, on the spot. Um, I'm always thinking through things, and I'm sure you're very, very similar, Kyle. Most people are um, like just always kind of assessing and evaluating as it goes along. Here's where you need to exercise more caution than the first one: um, act and adjust slowly rather than quickly. Like, yeah,
0: I love the word adjust, right? It's, it doesn't have the connotation of like a quick jerky movement. All right, we're going to slowly move in this direction. Yeah. Small adjustments are huge. Uh, you know, I, I think that also brings a natural amount of caution to it, right? Because a lot of times, you know, you get something really, really good that is, uh, killed right away because either it was not analyzed properly or it was just an overreaction. I think about uh, you know one of the greatest twin Minnesota Twins baseball players of all time. Yep, David Ortiz. <laughs> right, he was a twin, he and was. they gave up on him too early. Yes, they did, and he went on to have a great career elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and in baseball, that happens all the time. Oh, yeah. All the time, you know. There's plenty of instances too, like even football. Like I am a New Orleans Saints fan, and the uh, there were you know injury concerns as well. But our favorite quarterback, Drew Brees, was one of the all-time greats, and the Saints were not the team that drafted him. Nope. Uh, Brett Favre was drafted by the Atlanta Falcons and then traded Oops. to Green Bay. Mm-hmm. You know, there are plenty of instances where you know sports teams do this exact thing. They adjust with snap decisions way too far, way too quickly. Yep. And we can do the exact same thing in youth ministry.
1: Yeah. Because as we mentioned earlier, there might be reasons to why it looks like something's failing when in reality it's not, you know? And so here's what I would kind of say is, is just adjust slowly and adjust intentionally. So you might have to dig a little bit more for information. Like you, you might need to, I, we mentioned this, like talking to the friends of friends about their experience, but even, even more than that. So now, you know, kind of what their perspective is. You might have to dig around. What are some solutions that have been successful with other youth pastors? So to go with Kyle's example, but okay, they do this, this student swap and you know, you're comparing notes and you're going, Hey, like we, like our students like really, really miss them mar- or our team missed the mark with greeting. Like, Hey, that same youth pastor, our students noticed that you crushed it with this. What's been your experience with that? Like, don't let your insecurity keep you from getting better. Like don't let the, yeah. your failure in the, in this case, like stop you from reaching out and asking other people like, Hey, what do you do that works? Because odds are they had to fail to get to that point as well. And so like adjust, but adjust like, educating wise you know what i'm saying like like ask around and and don't just ask like ministry leaders either like here's what i would say is like think outside the church if you're filling in your budget and you're going Like, my budget is upside down. I'm in the red in a big way. Like, I feel like my budget is failing. Like, you can go ask other youth pastors 100%, but go ask a businessman, a successful one of a small business, and ask him what he does to fundraise or, you know, or ask him how he allocates his finances. Um, If you're struggling with like a student who's disrupting service all of the time, go talk to a teacher, go talk to a principal who, who, you know, talks with tough students all of the time. Like, before you just make brash decisions kicking students out wiping your budget taking this part of your 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 service out like slow down before you even adjust like ask around and get more information because a lot of times there's a lot that we don't know
0: yeah and a lot of those people that you could talk to are probably in your church. Yeah. 100%. You, you probably yeah. already have relationships with these people. And and first of all, it's an easy contact point. Yep. Second of all, it builds, you know, the the community and the relationships within your church, but it also like it it makes them feel validated and important. Yep. Like not only does my church like enjoy that I'm here because I'm a number for them, but they also like value my expertise, yeah. like as a, as a teacher, they, they, you know, they, my youth pastor just at my church just sought my advice because I'm a teacher. Yeah. Like that's, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it's a super simple way to build relationships with the people in your church and, you know, really live out the adage that it takes a village. hundred percent.
1: Yeah. And, and, and with that, like they might be able to kind of help you with a, like, they might not just give you um, here's how I've done it, but they might give you some things to chew on and things that you can actually directly apply to your youth ministry. Um, and so, you know, in that vein, okay, you're going to adjust, you're going to, you know, you're going to do something different. Here's what I would, would say as well, make that change and try it out in a trial period. Okay. So like, let's say you're going, our attendance is down. And so like we, you know, it has been for a while. So, Hey, we're going to actually switch youth group from instead of six to seven, six, three to seven thirty. Oh man. You know? or, oh I, my uh,
0: goodness. I know.
1: I know it's big stuff. <laughs> it's big stuff. Uh, but maybe it's, maybe it's, you're switching a day. Maybe you're going, we're sick of fighting the, the school battle and the sports thing. So we're going to go Sunday nights instead. Yeah. Um, or, but like, maybe do it for a series or do it for a month and say, Hey, we want to try something out new. So we're going to try this for a month. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or, you know, we're going to restructure how our Wednesday nights look instead of going, you know, game, worship, service, connect groups, maybe it's connect groups, game, uh, message, worship, or, or, and try it out for a week or two weeks or three weeks. Like you don't have to make something into law the first time. Uh, like, it's small minute adjustments that you just need to see how they play out cuz to your point some changes just take a long time to manifest.
0: Yeah, that's that's really really good. Um and then kind of the third directive, is that what these are? Yeah, like uh, suggestion. Uh it will be will be nice. It's not a directive, it's a suggestion. Uh, be bold and make the move. I think that you know, we we want to encourage youth pastors. Like, okay, you've you've put in the time to think this through, you've come up with a good you know option here, and and you've got a you've got a time frame like hey for the next you know 4 weeks we're going to do this or whatever like go for it you're the one that you know has been put in this position have a little bit of confidence in the authority that you have yep and and kind of make the move and you know i think it's important to remember like we at all times we are called to preach the gospel mm-hmm. but it does not always have to look the same right uh derek i know you've got a cool uh well maybe not cool but you've got a uh Way for us to think about yeah. that idea. I'm yeah. not, I'm. I'm. Not, I'm going to stop short of calling it cool or interesting. Thank you. But, Thank you. Uh, oh,
1: I tried. I, it's not original to me. Uh, my my predecessor said this to me all the time. It's. It's just. I feel like it's like like burned into my brain. But <laughs> he always said we're married to the message, but date the model. You know, like we are. We are. We are in an agreement and we are with the Lord of like, we are going to preach the gospel. We are going to, you know, proclaim Jesus to everyone that we possibly can, but how we do that might look differently. Like the youth ministry model of 10 years ago is way different than it is now. 10 years ago, your, your version of an outreach was let's get a cool band and go to the park and buy a bunch of pizza and it, it, kids are going to love it. And like now, like that's not working at all. Like like you're like, yeah, you know, like, there are obviously exceptions and stuff, but like, Heck, we used to communicate with church flyers on the bulletin board. Uh, And now it's like, if you don't have an Instagram account,
0: like you're... Yeah, what youth ministry could possibly function without uh, an Instagram account? Obviously, yeah. No, we all need Instagram. Yeah,
1: but but you get my point. Like, it's one of those things, just because it worked in the past, doesn't mean it's going to work now. And so it's okay to move on from that. It's okay to go we're not going to do that same outreach the same way we've always done it because it's not working. Um, we're not going to go to this retreat because it's what we've always done. Like there's all these different types of things and, uh, you know, just there are different things you can possibly do. Uh, and so you kind of got to take that ownership of it. But, um, here's another thing with that too. If you're going to be bold, you have to also, and this is kind of unique to me. Uh, you have to be willing to let go of certain things. Uh, in a really, really good way. Uh what I have loved is um as I alluded to earlier, uh, we hired a youth pastor named Riley. He is awesome.
0: And eh, um, let's I, not I, jump you, to conclusions.
1: You're just jealous because he was on the he was on the or I should say jealous. You're you guys w- got to hang out a lot before he was actually on staff with me.
0: That's true. I also, I am jealous. He has an entire math degree and I just have a hobby.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's he's kind of a boss. <laughs> uh, but what I love that he did, uh, you know, last, uh, man, it was sort of been a couple of weeks ago now. Um, he, it was his first night kind of fully taking control of the youth ministry. i would kind of been transitioning out and fading out. Um, and so, but a couple of weeks ago, it was his first ever Wednesday night Uh, and he sent me a picture earlier that day and said, you know, what do you think of the new layout? And he had like rearranged the chairs and made it to where it felt like a more intimate, uh, close knit arrangement. And like, I loved that. Cause again, and
0: Derek fired him immediately.
1: Exactly, But no, it's a small adjustment. Like it's a very, very small thing that he's trying out. And if you realize he doesn't like it, not a big deal. Like he didn't lose any time, but if it goes well now, all of a sudden he can grow on that and grow from that. And so like you got to just take ownership and make it yourself, especially if you're stepping into, if you're a youth pastor who overtook a youth ministry from somebody else, or you're newer to this position, like don't feel like you need to fit into the box that's been formed. Like make this your own ministry, make this the way in which God's called you to do it because uh, it's super, super important uh, for it to be reflective of you.
0: Yeah. And then finally understand the big picture. I think that, you know, we as it's so, so easy as a youth pastor to uh, you, you get that vulnerable feeling of, oh my gosh, this didn't work and and the sky is falling and it's all ending. And understanding that that this is a very broad uh, work that that we are doing. Uh, there are gonna be plenty of times in youth ministry when it's two steps forward and one step back. There's gonna be times in youth ministry where it's one step forward and three steps back. Uh, but you know, failure in ministry does not make you a failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Bible talks about all the time. Like perseverance is so key. Perseverance doesn't happen without failure. Right? Like you have to fail; otherwise, it was easy, mm-hmm. and therefore, there is no perseverance. And so, don't let the failure yo, know, define you. Don't let it derail you or anything. Uh you know, it can be used to grow both you and your ministry.
1: Yeah. And you have to understand it's it's natural. Things will naturally yeah fluctuate. Um, you know, like, like Kyle and I were saying, um, I can, I can know definitively fall is, or I'm sorry, spring is always a time. We just naturally see less engagement, less attendance, even sometimes towards the tail end of spring, because guess what? They're getting ready for summer mm-hmm. and, they're, yeah. and, and they're done. They're, they're done with programming. They're done with everything Like they, they just need a break. And so things will fluctuate. Um, like it, it, it just, it happens fast and it happens without warning. So like just don't act too quickly. Like, you know, I think a proper perspective is going like, this is something that I have lived by and I've mentioned it before, but it it seriously just brings me back home every single time I let failure kind of like wreak havoc in my life. Is like my definition of success is am I being obedient to what God's called me to do and am I loving those that He's put in front of me? If the answer is yes to both of those, then like I'm doing my job. I'm successful. I'm living out my calling. Because guess what, youth pastor, you can't control your attendance. You can't control how kids respond at the altar. You can't control that. What you can control is being attentive, spending time with the Lord, letting Him speak to you, and then walking that out. Like that is your job. And so, like, don't start putting all this pressure on yourself. Of I need to reach 100 kids. Like, 75 was great last year, but like, my expectation is this year we reach 100. It's a great goal. It's a great thing to strive for, but like don't let that pursuit keep you from being successful in the terms of slowing down, being attentive, being present and loving. Well,
0: yeah. Oh, that's good. I got, I got nothing to add to that. That was, that was a, that was a wrap up right there. Um, I think we did it. We did it. We got done in time. We got done in time. They, they said we couldn't do it. They didn't say that. We said that. That's true. Um, <laughs> I, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us today. Uh, we got uh, y'all you know, 50 episodes down. Wow. And none left. This is it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's been a good
1: ride, guys. We'll yo, see you bro, yo,
0: We evaluated and uh, we decided to act and adjust. Boldly by making the move to end the podcast no we'll be back next week you can't take us down this this easily Uh, we will persevere we will uh, survive B-A-N-A-N-A-S there's a whole bunch of other songs that I could start (laughs) quoting but it's going to go downhill quick they are going to have no relevancy whatsoever Uh, we appreciate you guys hanging out relevancy or relevance relevancy I stand by what I said cool Uh, actually I'm sitting so I sit by what I said love it we should probably turn the mics Let's off get now. Out of here, Let's on go. behalf of my wonderful co-host Derek, uh, we're gonna go quit ministry. Goodbye. Goodbye.